Let's go. If you are a diehard football card fan, we have some breaking news in the hobby, and it may not even affect NFL cards in the next couple of years, but it is fun to look ahead because, look, we have a bunch of patrons, Andy, asking about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They're the hottest thing on the planet right now. We're going to get to all of that in just a second. But, Andy, some breaking news. Tops has been acquired by Fanatics. Now, there are layers to this. You and I were talking about this for 30 minutes before we even started recording it. This obviously affects baseball more than football over the next couple of years because Tops owns the baseball license. But this is where it gets really interesting, Andy. Fanatics, once again, is taking over the NFL PA license in 2026. They're they're taking over the NBA, NBA PA license in 2025. So what that means is you would automatically assume that Fanatics is going to get the NFL license as well because Fanatics sells all of NFL license merchandise. You'll see it on basically every ad. When you when a team win a championship, go to Fanatics.com or whatever. So, Andy, what is your initial reaction from a football standpoint when it comes to tops being acquired by Fanatics? Oh, man, it, it seems like we may be getting those Topps Chrome rookie cards back, those Topps Chrome X-Fractors, those Topps Chrome Refractors. I, I think it's healthy because this is going to bring in competition. Uh, Fanatics has got a some very savvy marketing directors and marketing gurus um, and business analytic people, um, and I think that they're wanting to kind of kind of make it easier for outsiders getting into the hobby to understand the different um kind of kind of like we talk about power rankings behind the different sets like between which ones are super cheap which ones are mid-tier and which ones are really expensive um it's interesting man so fanatics is definitely going to be making football cards of players in 2026 and i do think that Either they may strike up a deal with Panini between now and then, and Panini holds the exclusive NFL license right now, or the NFL follows suits with the NFL PA and Tops uh, start is making rookie cards again in 2026 or sometime shortly thereafter. So you and I are big fans of Tops NFL, right? It's some of the, our favorite products to buy. Like, look right behind you. For those watching on YouTube, I always want that Travis Kelsey card to be right there because his Topps rookie card just pops off the screen. And in my background, I have Tyron Matthew rookie cards. I just think that Topps refractor just pops. One of my favorite PC cards right here is one of my really good friends, Jeremy Hill. Uh, his rookie auto, look at that, man. I just hmm. that on car tops chrome auto was just a thing of beauty, and it's very interesting because Andy, what what year 
did top stop producing NFL cards? 2015 was the last year that tops stopped producing NFL licensed cards. You right. know, like this year they had a deal that they signed with Trevor Lawrence and they did the tops project X, but it was just Trevor's artistic renditions of Trevor's face. And he wasn't in a uniform. They weren't allowed to have any logos or trademarks on it. So logos do matter a lot, right? They just do. Uh, there's no other way around it. So like, for instance, this is just a raw card that I just have around me at all times because, you know, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. I don't keep it in a sleeve or anything like that. So as you can see, this is a sage product, but there's no logos. But, you know, you print it off with Joe Burrow. Well, you want an LSU logo. You want a Bengals logo on the card. That shield on the back of your head, Andy, carries a lot of weight. I'm wearing officially licensed Saints gear, right? So licenses really do matter. So this is the key, okay? And we've been talking to people that are in the know on this. And Andy, you and I, we like to consider ourselves smart people, but there's so many what ifs. Because the only thing we know of at this point is an NFL PA deal being officially done for 2026, right? We don't know about the actual official NFL, but you just assume that if the NFL PA has equity in fanatics and they have the deal, that at some point the NFL is going to sign off because, you know, they need the players to be on the cards and, and whatever. So there's obviously a lot of minutia, but it's just exciting, Andy, at this point, that we might, obviously, it's still a few years down the road, but we might be getting tops NFL products back. I, I think it's also good to have competition in the market because I think right now Panini obviously has a monopoly on football cards. And if right. all of a sudden the NFL follows suits with the NFLPA and Fanatics and the, and Top starts producing football cards again, licensed football cards, now you got some competition and it's going to force – each because what if tops produces very few you know like what if they lower their print run significantly and they lower the amount of parallels um and then all of a sudden the demand goes through the roof for that product because it's got a lot more scarcity and there's a lot of nostalgia factor around tops well i think panini's gonna watch that and be like okay we gotta change our strategy we gotta you know kind of tweak things over here and i think it's ultimately i think it's better for the hobby that you have that competition let me ask you this. Would you prefer a Russell Wilson Tops rookie card or a Russell Wilson Prism Panini rookie card? Oh, man. that's I would prefer the Prism. Yeah, me I'm too. A, right? I'm a big fan of the 2012 Prism. And that's where things get interesting, right? So let me ask you this, Andy, because you, uh, I love football cards you dive so deep into it and you look at all the designs and you go to ComC, you and Raven Invest, look at Starstock and all these different companies. I would adore another time like what we had in 2012 and in 2013 where Panini and Tops were producing officially licensed player and league cards. Do you miss those days? Do you wish I, those days would be back? 
I do. I do because it's not just tops, right? It's it's tops chrome. It's tops finest. It's Bowman <laughs> chrome. Bo I, I mean, there's some Bowman chrome cards that are absolutely fire, like Tom Brady's iconic uh, 2000 Bowman chrome rookie card. And right. so I think Bowman chrome makes good cards and they're a subsidiary of tops. So it comes along, you know, that comes along with tops as well. Uh, so I think it's exciting to think about the possibilities of what if and, and what's going to happen down the road. I think it's a good thing uh, for us, but it doesn't uh, mean any immediate changes for football cards per se. Yeah. So once again, none of this is going to happen for a few years, but it's never too early to look ahead. I mean, just, you know, tops Chrome, you know, just even this Ryan Tannehill rookie card refractor. Uh, it's just cool, right? It, they just look so freaking cool. And me being a Tyron Matthew collector, obviously, you know, him being a 2013 rookie and Jeremy Hill being a 2014 rookie. I just love the design of those cards. They, they really are phenomenal. And this is why, Andy, people need to be a part of the football cards Patreon and the football cards discord that we have uh, because, you know, we're talking about this very thing. So I'm really excited about it. Obviously I'm a big prism guy as well. I, I love what Panini has done, but we shall see, right? Because once again, Panini has all these sets out now and that's going to be the big transition. What's going to happen to mosaic. What's going to happen to prism. What's going to happen to Andy? One of your favorite sets, which is select, right? What about the famous rookie ticket auto? What are we going to do about all those different things? So it's kind of exciting to think about, but also, you know, it's it's crazy to think of the endless possibilities of what sports cards will look like here in just the next couple of years as Panini counts down to 2026. What do you think is actually going to happen with print runs and all of that over the next couple of years? It, you know, it's, it is very likely with the way Fanatics went about acquiring tops, how they, they first went after the licensing. And, you know, because they, they initially approached tops and tops like kind of turned them down from what I understand. Right. And then they went and got the licensing and basically made it so easy for tops to agree to a deal and it actually worked out in fanatics favor i wouldn't be surprised if panini's watching all this and like they they strike a deal with fanatics i don't know but but fanatics agrees in the contract to leave the panini brand intact like leave the the tops brand intact leave the panini brand intact and they function as subsidiary companies under the fanatics umbrella so now we get into another topic, Andy. And look, I'm going to let you take the floor on this. This is what people on your channel have been talking about. This is what the people on the Patreon have been talking about. It's obviously the Cincinnati Bengals, right? And, you know, in the Discord and just looking around, obviously the two hottest players in the hobby right now, the hottest quarterback in the hobby is obviously Joe Burrow, and the hottest wide receiver in the hobby right now is Jamar chase and there were some really insane things this past weekend that happened with jamar chase cards yeah man another crazy week and, and the wild thing is you only have half of the sets released for jamar chase uh, that are going to be released in the next uh, few months you're going to have another 20 sets released uh, roughly and 
he, I mean, he saw about 2000 sales from Sunday and Sunday into Monday alone, man. And, uh, just some, some wild prices that I saw, like his kabooms are now up to selling around $2,000 in auction. <sighs> I mean, that it, what was wild is that, you know, uh, absolute was released back at the end of October and from the end of October till just this past Sunday, there had only been 69 or I think 68 of his kabooms sold in that whole time period. And then this Sunday there was 11. So it was like 20% of the total population of kabooms for Jamar Chase sold in that single day alone. That's the kind of demand spike that we see for that, that, that goes back to the FOMO Carter. and, And that's why, Joe Burrow is selling way more cards uh, than Tom Brady, you know, because A, he's much younger and it's like he's starting to look like a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, like really look like one out there and in clutch situations. And uh, there's a lot more cards available for him in the marketplace. So I I saw him have roughly 3,000 sales. I, I thought the week 16 or week 17 was, uh, yeah, week 16 was crazy um, with about 2,000 sales in that $40,000 sale. This past weekend, I saw 3,000 sales Sunday and Monday, and I saw a cracked ice uh, rookie ticket auto numbered out of 22 PSA 10 sell for 30, I think it was $33,000. So another monster sale, dude. Yeah, so uh, I shared this obviously last week. I got it on the Joe Burrow thing right beforehand. Um, you know, I was able to catch an auction and get a really nice Joe Burrow on card auto in an HGA slab. I know a lot of people don't like that, but it was numbered nine out of 50. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm trying to sell it now because it is just so hot. But if it doesn't sell, obviously I'm a Joe Burrow collector. I'm a Jamar Chase collector. But here's the funny thing, Andy, is I don't have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase money, okay? And this is where you have to be really smart, all right? Joe Burrow just had the two greatest back-to-back games we've ever seen in the sport, right? Really think about how many great back-to-back performances we've had in the NFL. And there have been plenty. And there have been plenty in the playoffs at way higher stakes. But... What Joe did to the Ravens and then obviously the Chiefs, whose defense had been pretty good up to this point, uh, is truly astonishing. This is as hot of a borough market as you possibly can even dream of. So me as an LSU fan and as an LSU YouTuber, Jamar Chase is my phone backdrop. So Jamar and Joe are like two of my favorite things. But even me is like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to go buy one right now, right, Andy? Because we always say on this show, got to zig when everyone else zags. Now, here's what makes Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase very interesting, Andy, is that you do have the college thing. You know, they're one of the most iconic college duos of all time. And then there's that other Justin Jefferson guy who's kind of good. He's just kind of good. So. <laughs> It's so interesting to see that that same connection has been the best connection in the NFL over the past month. And I do think that that also kind of bleeds over as well because you think over the long term, you're like, goodness gracious, Joe and Jamar, uh, 
it, it looks like they're going to be unstoppable, Andy, for for a long period of time. <laughs> it sure does, man. And you got T. Higgins over the top. Higgins. Um, and then it's like, at, at what point do we, you know, shell out some cash for Tyler Boyd? I mean, when those guys right. are covered, it's like he hits Tyler Boyd in the slot, you know, or CJ Uzoma has been coming in uh, clutch and he's kind of a veteran now too. And Joe Mixon's the top three running back in the NFL right now. I mean, and he's got a, he's got an incredible athletic profile. You know what that would be interesting, Andy? I and we can't really do this until all of Jamar's sets are released. But one here's something that Joe Burrow did a really good job of in college, right? And it's going to tie into NFL cards in just a second. But Joe Burrow's best attribute is that he throws to the open guy. Okay, mm. Joe Burrow's best receiver is always the open guy. He doesn't force it. So when they doubled Jamar, he would throw to Justin. When they doubled Justin, he would throw to Jamar. And then he would throw to Terrace Marshall and Clyde when those guys were covered, right? So this is what's going to be interesting. T. Higgins is still really good as well. So over the next couple of years, Andy, what I think could happen is because, you know, the week before T. Higgins was the monster wide receiver. And this mm -hmm. week, Jamar Chase was a monster wide receiver. Do you think we could see their prices week to week getting hot depending on who has the big game? I, I think we could see that over the next couple of years because Joe is so good at just throwing to whoever's open. Yeah, we definitely saw that this week and i mean from i was studying auctions before the game on sunday and after the game on sunday and the psa 10 uh, base rated rookie price of jamar chase literally doubled in that time period um, and the volume of sales went up exponentially from the week prior uh, when he was really quiet like if, if that would that was the flip of the week last week if you were buying jamar chase because everybody else you saw a demand spike in T. Higgins. I was getting offers left and right uh, on my T. Higgins cards. And and then it was like, now it's Jamar Chase this way. I, I think we could very well see that. All the while, Joe Burrow's stock continues to rise. And that was one thing I was going to say, Carter, with, with how much supply is available for Joe Burrow in 2020. There's so many different sets and parallels for his rookie card. You know... Man, I'm just wondering if his he's still got room to grow, to be honest with you, uh, because I look at the value of Justin Herbert's base prism, for example, and I see those selling for around 80 to 90 dollars. However, like I can look by it now right now on eBay and find some Joe Burrow raw base prisms selling for 50 to 60 dollars. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if those Joe Burrow prisms are going to continue to go up. It just. You know, it takes with the with the amount of purchases that are being being made on Joe Burrow rookie cards every day. You know, those high end cards are have already disappeared out of ninety nine percent people's uh, budget ranges, right? And then the the mid tier short print cards are disappearing out of most people's budget ranges. And now it's like if a normal guy like me or you wanted to go get a Joe Burrow rookie card, we're looking at the the base prism, and that's how this this happens to where. You know, like Patrick Mahomes, for example, his base cards, his base Donruss cardboard card rated rookie is at that $200 price range raw. 
And that's how that happens because those just cards continue to disappear and they're not being like flipped. Those are people buying them and stashing them, like putting them in a safe in their house, you know, because he's looks like he's the next great legendary quarterback of the NFL. So I wonder if there is room to grow for Joe Burrow's a base rookie cards. I think there is because Joe Burrow has this likability about him. Right. So, you know, uh, a few months ago, I walked into a hobby shop in the heart of Alabama, right? And Joe Burrow is lining it up in there. Like everybody was wanting Joe Burrow cards. In Roll Tide Roll and Auburn country, uh, people just love this guy. There's and, and you could just see it in the post-game locker room shots. He's very strangely loved by legit every single human I could think of. I don't know if I could really say that about a lot of quarterbacks, right? Because Joe was loved in college as well by everyone, even though he played for LSU. Everyone in the SEC loved this guy. And I think we kind of see it in the NFL, especially, this is key, especially considering he's got a little bit of a comeback story due towards me up last year. And, you know, a lot of people get behind resiliency like that. Uh, he was told no at Ohio State. There's a certain affability about him that makes him different. Now, that's not to say all the other quarterbacks aren't likable. Justin Herbert is very likable. Uh, we saw what happened with Jalen Hurts when the fans fell off the, the 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 stands this past weekend. His first thing wasn't just to run away from those fans. He made sure everybody was okay. He's, he's a likable guy as well. So that's the thing, you know. I think Joe Burrow's prices still can grow with those prism Rawls. And I was looking at his PSA 10s for just a few weeks ago, Andy, uh, selling for 157 and 160 And now, you know, you're not going to get one for less than $300 now. Jalen Hurts PSA 10. I saw I was in a bid for one. I should have just bought it. One ended for like $50 or $60. PSA 10, prism. Uh, so what's interesting is while Joe Burrow is just so high right now, Andy, some people could potentially zag for some other hot quarterbacks that you were mentioning before we actually recorded this. Uh, oh, absolutely, man. Uh, I mean, because if you if you filter out for the playoffs right now, there's some guys that are to totally going under the player. Guys that were uh, previously MVP candidates, front runner for the MVP you know, through the first, I think, 10 weeks of the season till he sprained his ankle. And I'm talking about Kyler Murray. And um, and I, I, I'm i looking at his prison prices going for the same. Now, this is what's interesting because you, you go back a year to 2019, the print run is a little bit lower, just, just naturally, just organically. More people got into the hobby. Panini definitely print more product to meet that demand. And uh, 2019, we, we see less listings. Uh, there's a fewer you know, fewer cards in the marketplace. However, that base prism card is still selling for about the same as Joe Burrow's. Uh, I'm looking at cards listed right here for Kyler Murray base prism as selling around 50 to $60 raw. Um, and, and, you know, the kind of the graded cards, they go up in that, uh, in that same, same category, you know, I love it. And Andy, you made some money this past year buying Jalen Hurts. You know, Jalen, you got to look at it this way as well. 
he's going to be the guy in Philadelphia next year. With all those draft picks that they have, I mean, they're going to get you know a good receiver. They're going to get some guys that they could build around uh, Jalen Hurts, especially with the weak QB class. And uh, the Eagles are in the playoffs this year. You know they're going to they're going to get in and, and potentially make some noise. So you know once again when you zig when everyone else is zagging or vice versa, you can definitely find some really good deals. Now, yeah. with the playoff push being here now, Andy, it's not just QBs, it's position players. There's so many things that you have to factor in. This is going to be one of our hobby tips of the week. I want to get your opinion on this, Andy. How important is the playoff push for card prices? Because when teams lose, prices definitely change for that player. No doubt. Yeah. The, the peak that I've seen for the last three years uh, when I've studied the market is that their prices escalate up into the playoff game. And then depending on their performance, if they lose, they pretty much will tank. Like it's going to be people are hung over on that. Like they're not going to want to touch it for at least a couple weeks. And then maybe if they had a really good statistical season now, it you know, there, there's obviously people aren't going to just let auctions fall off the the cliff but they're going to go significantly under value you're going to see an immediate clearance a discount of probably 20 to 40 percent on the same card if that guy loses and just has a really not a great game right Um, whereas if the person wins and they go to the next round of the playoffs now you're going to see an uptick in demand and that's what i think is so crazy right now we have the next two weeks carter of gravy hype just pure hype building for joe burrow for jalen hurts for kyler murray to where you know week 18 doesn't mean a whole lot i i mean i think that uh the Bengals are going to steamroll right over the cleveland browns this final week and it's going to be uh you know a joe mixon show and you baker mayfield's already done for the year so and they're out of it so it's like you know, at this point, it may be in their interest to lose for draft pick next year. But anyway, I think it's going to be a, just a pure hype building movement for a, a, these guys. And I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts cards should be worth as much as Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. But Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert cards are worth 10 times as much as Jalen Hurts. And I think he should at least be half of what they're cards are valued at you know something in that neighborhood like you know i said there's just so much room between them it's like insane and um i've, I've talked to some eagles fans about why this is and it's because they've net like the eagles front office and the eagles uh coaching staff haven't come out and like committed to jalen hurts uh the future of jalen hurts being their starting quarterback and i think once they do that then you will see an immediate uh, demand spike in his rookie cards. There you go. So, you know, my hobby tip of the week, Andy, you know, once again, you you hammered this home all the time. Midday auctions, right? During your lunch break, if you're targeting a player, check midday auctions. You never know what you're going to find. Um during holidays, right? That's what I was able to get my, my Joe Burrow auto uh, for less than $400. I wanted to have at least one. And I was lucky enough to get it right before the big hype was. Um, and that's the highest price card, you know, I was able to get. 
but that's going to be the only one. It's never going to be for that price again, especially with Joe Burrow being who he is now. So if you really want grail cards or more rare cards of big time players, Andy, it does require more work because, you know, once again, your your people's days are busy. Like you got to pick up your kids from school. You're at work. You're whatever. It is important to check those midday auctions because it, it could be a life changer for you. It really could be, man. I've I've scored big time on uh, rookie cards throughout the week, and people are blown away with what I got them for. Just doing a little homework Sunday, Monday, and I'm not doing homework for buy nows that are or, or auctions that are ending some way Sunday. I'm I'm doing homework for auctions that are ending during the week, in the middle of the week during the day. Mm. It could change your life. It really can. Also, very key. You're starting to see some mosaic hobby boxes out there, Andy. They're out in the wild, baby. Uh, I haven't really seen anyone rip mosaic yet, but I've already seen that. Uh, seen some sales of some boxes of fr- some breakers already getting some mosaic, and there's going to be some mosaic out in the wild, baby. Second year of 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 the set, so so be on the lookout for that. January twelfth is the day that it's actually going to hit the shelves, uh, but. Still, uh, it's kind of exciting, even though Mosaic isn't, you know, Prism, but it's still kind of cool to get some new product out. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, And Prism is still expected to be released on January 26th. And, you know, Mosaic is a really interesting product. I think, you know, I've seen, um, I would say a lower demand for the 2020 mosaic product on guys like Joe Burrow. Um, I, I think that it's not nearly as, as viewed as, as high um, as prism or optic with the rated rookie logo. I've even seen some base Donruss rated rookie stuff from Joe Burrow go higher than space mosaic stuff. And Interesting. I think, yeah, I think it's. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it was very obvious that for basketball, because they printed mosaic in basketball before they did NFL, and they overprinted it big time. They increased the print run insanely. Like there was hundreds and hundreds of Zion Williamson mosaic cards on ComC. I remember seeing this. Uh, my buddy Brad showing me this, and it was like they clearly overprinted the crap out of it. And I think that same kind of stigma carried over to the nfl product um and i don't know what your thoughts are on that or if you've noticed kind of the same thing on the 2020 mosaic nfl product yeah i've seen it uh it's just not it's just not as valuable man i i know a lot of people man i see i I haven't looked at the actual pop counts and once again i'm not as well versed in sgc stuff i see a lot of mosaic cards and sgc slabs for whatever reason uh I know there's a lot of slabbed mosaic cards and Andy, a lot of people aren't hot about the mosaic football design anyway. Right. Uh, I I see a lot of people making fun of that as well, but once again, you know, with mosaic and prism being released so close and within this next month, it is going to be absolute insanity over these next couple of weeks, especially considering Andy, we have once again, one big thing overhanging this product it's that all five of the rookie quarterbacks 
none of them just really blew your socks off or exceeded expectations outside of Mac Jones. So that's also going to weigh heavy. Once again, Jamar Chase is going to be hot. I think Micah Parsons to a way lesser extent, but still, I think some people are going to want some Parsons cards. Uh, Still, it, it is interesting how this QB draft class could affect the prices of these products. Do you think it does or because it's so new and so hot that everything is just going to be high just right off the jump? Yeah, we've seen it go up over last year. And I think that it's, it is driven a lot by the distributors, the breakers, you know, the, these uh, right. big card shops that purchased a lot of product because they're breaking it. So if people are still buying into breaks and breakers are still breaking product. Now people, I guess, inherently aren't going to buy in as many breaks if there's not as many good quarterbacks because they're driving the market. Um, but Mac Jones is is definitely dra- leading that that charge right now. But the skill position is, is not bad either. Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, uh, there's a bunch of other guys in there as well. I, I think it kind of stays the same because you still have a hope. There's still a lot of people out there that are Trevor Lawrence truthers and Justin Fields believers. And um, I, I think that, you know, you saw a little bit of, of hope in Trey Lance this past week as well. And, and Zach Wilson, too. I mean, and I, I didn't realize that Zach Wilson had the same birthday as Tom Brady. They they were correlating that like five, six times throughout the game on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just 22 years apart. And um, and then Tom Brady, it's like Zach Wilson thought he was going to win up until the last minute. And and you knew Tom Brady was just going to dice him up that last that last drive to win the game. And, uh, you know, typical Tom Brady fashion. So I think that that it's not phenomenal. Like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, phenomenal. But I think that it's solid. And I think that just based on the the increased um, amount of people in, in the hobby at this point and, and the increased amount of breakers that it's going to, the product will stay priced up where it's at. All right. So what people didn't know before this episode was Andy was going to pull an Antonio Brown and just storm out of here. Your dear beloved. There you go. (laughs) No, AB, you got to buy the dip now. Uh, no, it, it 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 is very interesting, right? Brady still gets it done. I just want to know how many autographed Cyril Grayson cards uh, are there out in the market right now? Because he didn't even play college football. He was at LSU, though. Uh, the Cyril Grayson market. I, I've got to see if there's even Cyril Grayson cards in existence uh, right now. But anyway, we do have to get to our plays of the week. Andy, you went first last week. I'm going to go first this week because we've been telling you all year long because uh, to, to buy the Titans. Buy Titans because they're in a weak division. And, well, what do you know? You know, the Titans could be the one seed heading into the playoffs. And once again, you know, if you bought Titans, you're in good position to sell right now for the playoff push. So, I mean, I just kept buying Ryan Tannehill stuff and look at this, Andy. I don't think I don't, I showed you this before. Mm. I've never seen a die cut card cut underneath the penny sleeve. 
But anyway, I bought both of these Ryan Tannehill cards for a dollar total, uh, with shipping and all that came out to about like four or five dollars. And these are, you know, rookie refractor cards. So once again, Andy, this is why play of the weeks are so important. Sometimes we're right, sometimes we are wrong, but we told you all year to buy the Titans because they're in a weak division. Yeah, but, uh, weak division, and they should get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. So I know Ooh. that uh, Ryan Tannehill is a quarterback. He's also got a 2012 rookie year, which comes with those tops refractors and those first-year prisms. And um, so he's got some pretty cool rookie cards out there, and they're they're very undervalued when you compare it to, like, Russell Wilson, who's the other big name from 2012. Um, and, and the thing about Ryan Tannehill is, like, you and I talked about it. I'm like, yeah, but Ryan Tannehill, you know, he's a 10-year veteran, and he really hasn't sh- – shown that he's going to be a hall of fame quarterback um and there, there's no fomo driving people to go buy his rookie cards however if he makes a deep playoff run and then it's also very important to consider the price point like you got those cards for literally pennies on the dollar so it should be very easy for you to at least you know four or five x your money up for that card to go up to you know five ten bucks because uh, the print runs in 2012 weren't crazy, you know, very conservative. There's not just hundreds and thousands of listings uh, for Ryan Tanhill like there is for Joe Burrow, you know. So there's very different factors, card factors at play there, even though the, the FOMO may not necessarily be there for Ryan Tannehill. Maybe not until he gets to the, the championship game or the divisional playoff game. There's got to be enough hype there to, to drive those up you know, it's a respectable amount. So, yeah. Titan Super Bowl run. Be ready for it. Huh? 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 You know, it's funny. The analytics community has the Titans as like the fifth or sixth best team in the AFC. Some have them as the seventh best team, no matter what happens with the Raiders and the Chargers this weekend. So uh, it's interesting. The Titans really aren't that great but they're in pole position to make a playoff run. So, Andy, I, I, you, you have some spicy plays of the week, and I can't wait to hear it. Let's go. Let's go, Andy. Give the people what they want. Come on. Yeah, you like it. So, yeah, so I'm, I've been using my, my hype index charts, man. And, um, you know, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at teams in the playoffs. So I'm looking at guys that have been ultra productive. And, I, you know, I like to go to the wide receiver position because – the wide receiver position has the biggest kind of boom bust potential, but the biggest boom potential on any given week. You know, Jonathan Taylor is is firmly, you know, run away with number one running back thing. So, you know, and he's got a ton of hype. I'm not looking at uh, running backs right now, but when I filter out uh, just by playoffs and look at wide receivers, and a guy that jumps off the chart at me at my number fit five overall in the league, most hyped player that should be the most hyped player, but doesn't necessarily have the rookie card values that are screaming that is 2020 rookie Van Jefferson Ooh. for the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh, Van Jefferson. Yeah. Okay. So, so he's a 2020 rookie, so he gets a little bit of, of hype FOMO bonus for that. All right, the Rams' big market team. You got Matt Stafford's prolific, likes to throw it deep. This is important 
All right, Van Jefferson has got a, a well above average height adjusted speed score for his size and athleticism. He went to a University of Florida. He was a Gator. He was pretty good there, right, Carter? He was pretty good. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's pretty good. That's a pretty big school. All right. He trains with, um, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but it's the same wide receiver trainer. It's like a, tra- a wide receiver trainer camp that Tyree Kill, Stefan Diggs go to some very yeah. elite wide receivers in the NFL. And this trainer has come out in an interview and said that Van Jefferson knows how to get off the line just as good, if not better than those guys. He's, he's one of the best separators he's ever seen. Um, and Van has come out and said, yeah, that those are my guys. Like, I want to be as good at, as, if not better, than Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill. So uh, there's a tremendous amount of potential for Van. And also Van Jefferson's dad was a NFL wide receiver uh, back in the day. So he's got that, that history. And um, uh, he's had six touchdowns this year. So I think that it's a respectable amount. It's nothing crazy. But he's got a lot of room for growth when you can find his rookie ticket auto for like twenty or thirty dollars. That's a card that I was just selling this past week for T. Higgins for sixty and seventy dollars in a in a base variation, and and it kind of just gets more expensive from there. So I don't see why Van couldn't easily get there with a couple Matt Stafford bombs in the playoffs. Yeah, and this is key for those that don't follow the NFL closely. So I know what a lot of people are like, well, you know, he's option number four in that option uh, offense when everyone's healthy, right? Well, not necessarily, right? So Robert Woods is no longer in the picture for this year. Obviously, when the playoffs come around, they're going to force someone not named Cooper Cup to beat him. And that very well could be Van Jefferson. Now, I know Odell's had a few uh, good weeks recently, but Van still has some juice. He is obviously a deep option, really good route runner. When he was at the Senior Bowl, he dominated. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I like that. I I like Van Jefferson coming out. The only problem was Van Jefferson, and this is key as well when you look at twenty twenty wide receivers. Andy, that twenty twenty class was loaded, right? Loaded. That was like the most hyped wide receiver class like Jefferson Jefferson was consensus no better than number four in that class with lamb Judy rugs uh Jalen Rager all these guys and Van Jefferson quietly has a lot of upside in a bigger market uh than all those guys outside of CD of course with the Cowboys so uh very interesting right there and one little extra play I have Andy you kind of put me on this this week Spectra rookies, okay? Mm. One thing I like about Spectra rookies, okay? In particular, the set that is numbered out of 149, that is the reason why I like it. It's not necessarily because of the design of the card. Even though the design is cool, it is a refractor, prism, silver, whatever you want to call it. Bandy, scarcity, matters and at some point down the road people will be like you know what i want a rookie card but i want it to mean something and to me andy when a card is numbered uh i've kind of been radicalized towards this if a card is numbered it just means more to me right it's not as easy to duplicate there's only one version of that card i heard you and raven talking about this recently 
I love numbered cards. So be on the lookout for that. Once again, spectral rookies for uh, uh, for this class is going to be really, really high right now because there's no other sets out there. But I just love that numbered out of 149 thing. So, you know, for the class of 2020, I know that there was a spectra out of 149, right? That 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 was a thing, correct? Yeah, it, they had a they had a few different parallels. Yeah, 149, I, 299. 49 and and 99 as well those are typically like the different serial number tiers I freaking but, love but the it. designs carter you're absolutely right the 2021 spectra designs um are awesome they look way better than they did last year they look really cool i mean these cards are really making the players pop they're really aesthetic they're all serial numbered and it's just a it's a wonderful beautiful just all around great product for 2021 rookies. Like I would say that a guy that I've been looking at right now in the set is Devonte Smith uh, on the Eagles. You know, the market size, the rookie, the draft capital. Um, he's arguably Jalen Hurts, going to be Jalen Hurts' favorite target. I mean, besides Dallas Goddard, you could probably say Dallas Goddard is either Dallas Goddard or, or uh, Devonte Smith. And uh, they're locked for the playoffs, man. They're going to be in that that playoff picture. I, I like targeting Devontae Smith cards right now, either on Comp C, just like digitally, right? Pick pick them up, relist them immediately, um, or or doing some eBay action, maybe finding some auctions ending during the week on that Spectra product, and uh, doing some flips that way. Yeah, Devontae's a quiet guy, right? He doesn't. He's not like a pop star like a jefferson or a lamb or a chase chase just looks like a star but this is a guy the only wide receiver to win a heisman of the past few decades right uh the the slim reaper he's a silent assassin so you don't get that same star pop quality like you do with the jefferson but still devonta smith he's not as good as those guys as well but still he's definitely I think undervalued a little bit. So I agree with you there, Andy. My man. It was a fun episode, baby. Fantasy, was phenomenal. Fantasy football card quest, Andy. Tell people where they can join the Patreon and hang out with yours truly. Very easy, guys. Uh, Patreon.com uh, slash football cards. That's it. That's, That's all you got to do. That's all you got to so, do, baby. That's all you got to do. It'll It'll prompt you to do the rest. All right, so this is nerve-wracking here, Andy. I'm trying to put this die cut on a live podcast recording here. <laughs> Putting die cuts in a penny sleeve is the most nerve-wracking thing in the world. Do you hey, think, if, do you think if Tannehill doesn't pan, uh, pan out, you can use that thing as a Chinese throwing star. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it cut through the thing. Look at this. Successful right there. It kind of does look like that, like a little ninja star. That is that is fresh right there. So if you want to invest in this Tannehill card for five hundred dollars, just hit me up. Peace, baby. I'm the only one up. I don't know why Andy dropped out. What 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 happened? What happened to you? Huh? 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 I'm just sitting here by myself. That was my New Year's resolution. To stop doing that. You see, there you go. This is all going to be on the recording. You're so smooth, Andy. You're so smooth. Let's go. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. (laughs) 